Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Lauren Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. Thanks for listening. Okay, so this week, I have comedian Dane Cook and actress Morena Baccarin. Okay, Morena, really quick, I was obsessed with her when she was Jessica Brody on Homeland. I think she is so beautiful, and um, I was a moron, and I forgot to hit record for like the first minute of our interview, so you'll hear it. I, I just come in on a question where I ask her about this movie she's promoting, but you know what? You're not going to really miss much because the beginning of the interview, I basically tell her how pretty she was, and she was like, yeah, cool, thank Thank you. Uh, no, she was nice. I'm just kidding. But yeah, I'm I'm creepy. Anyway, uh, Dane Cook. So he was really cool. Um, he has a special, a comedy special that actually came out yesterday, October 4th. I think it's playing at a theater in Los Angeles for a week or something. But you can find the special on his website or on YouTube. And um, I, you know, I loved Dane Cook in um, the early 2000s when he did those fun little rom-coms like Good Luck Chuck and Employee of the Month. I just I just wanted him and Jessica Simpson to date. I just was obsessed with them. And um, I don't really make it a secret in the interview. <laughs> but yeah, so Dane was sort of under fire recently about a statement he made about his fiance. I guess she's a lot younger than him. I mean, I don't really see the issue with that. Like he's, I think he's pushing 50 and she's in her 20s, but I mean, I don't know. It's really no one's business, so get over it. But yeah, he, uh, the publicist had said, you know, really don't bring up his fiance. And and truly, I had no reason to. I don't really know what you're supposed to ask about that. Like, I mean, like, what are you supposed to say? Like, oh, cool, you you date a twenty something year old. Like, how is that interesting for anyone to hear about? But um. You know, but anyway, I really liked Dane. I really liked his whole vibe. I thought he was cool. And Morena, very cool as well. So she um, was very chill. She definitely, what's the word? She's like a busy mom, you know? She's like this beautiful, glamorous movie star who has three kids. And, you know, I really got into, you know, talking about how to manage three kids in New York. And I, and I thought we kind of clicked that way. But I could sort of tell at the end of the conversation, she was like, all right, you talk too much. And no, And she was very, very polite about it. But um, I think I got, you know, I got the hint. But anyway, so let's start with Dane Cook. Let me also think, guys, if there's anything I want to tell you um, about the entertainment industry this week, all I'm going to say is I just finished Dahmer and um, I talk about this with Morena, but she tells me about this movie that um, that she's promoting that is actually out in theaters now. What the hell is it called? I just had it. Um, it is called The Good Something. Um, you guys can wait with me while I look it up on my computer. Morena Baccarin is promoting... Okay, it's called The Good House. So it's based on a book. It's starring Kevin Klein and Sigourney Weaver. And um, basically, 
the way she described this movie, I was like, cool. I need sort of an uplifting movie that doesn't really make me think because I've gone into a rabbit hole watching Dahmer. I finally finished. It's crazy. I mean, Netflix did a really good job with this. And it's funny because all of these um, like reports are coming out now. You know, the conditions on set were bad. People hated working on the set. And now the victims' families are suing Netflix for sort of bringing this uh, – terrible tragedy back into their lives and making them relive it all over again. So it's crazy that this, this film or sorry, this, this show has, has caused so much trouble, um, you know, with these incidents, these horrific incidents that occurred 30 years ago. So it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's just, when you watch this show, it's hard to believe that this happened. I mean, it's just truly disgusting, truly sickening. And, and again, I'm sitting here on the edge of my seat watching it. But yeah, no. Okay, anyway, let's go to the interview with Dane Cook. I think you guys will really like him. I liked him. And um, yeah, all right. Without further ado, here is Dane Cook. Hi, Dane. Hi. How are you, gorgeous? We're over here just uh, shooting the gip about the new special. I'm excited. That's fun. What's a gip? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Should I? I feel dumb. That was my version of uh, it's it's another way of saying shooting the shit, but I was trying to keep. Oh it clean no, you can it. curse, you can curse, dude. It's all good. It's all good. Um, I'm really excited for your special because I, you know, I miss. I have this thing. I'm I'm a big rom com fan. I really was into your movies in the early 2000s or, or you know 2008 2009 when you were doing um. Uh. You know, my best, what was it? My best friend's girl and um, employee of the month. Those were like some of my favorite movies ever. So uh, I really, I, I miss you in those. That, that era was incredibly, incredibly fun. It was like the stand-up had led to film stuff because those directors or producers, they were just like fans of my stand-up. And then yeah. suddenly I'm getting phone calls saying, hey, you make me laugh. Do you want to come do this movie? We got Jessica Alba or Kate Hudson or... And it was like, it was a blast to be yeah. able to like off the road for a little bit and uh, put the mic down and then suddenly play some fun role. I definitely, definitely feel like that era will always uh, be in my heart in terms of how much fun that was. Yeah, I can only imagine that that was, um, that must have been like, you know, pinch me moments for you, right? I feel like your career took off so like once, you know, once you got noticed, you got noticed. And then the next thing I know, you're selling out MSG, which is insane. I think only one other person's done that or something like that, which is freaking crazy, dude. Like that's, that's awesome. Yeah. But, but it's also like, it's funny. I love it. I love that we can go. It wasn't a great, you know, Madison Square Garden. And it's like, the, you know, the breakthrough moment. And it's funny because all I, that makes me remember is like, five years earlier being in like a college cafeteria uh, <laughs> jokes at noon. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. But you know, you, you should be so incredibly proud of just everything you've accomplished and, you know, and you're still working. And I have to say, that's not an easy, it's really not an easy thing, especially today. I mean, I don't even as, like as a comedian, you must be kind of scared shitless in a way. Well, it, it, the only thing for me that's scary is when I feel like I don't have that next show under my belt. That means, like, I like going into, if I'm going to especially film something, like, what with Above It All, mm -hmm. I don't want to just do a good comedy show. 
I want people to watch this and say, man, not only was he on fire, but like aesthetically it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, business front, he's doing something in the never been done before space. I, I just like approaching whatever I do with a uniqueness and how can I get it out there also in a unique fashion. So 30 years right. later, we're putting above it all out in a very, very cool way. No, I think what I meant more was like, you know, getting slapped or getting, you know, like comedians are, people are taking their jokes very seriously these days. And I, I'm not for one, and I don't know why, but you know, I mean, I I forget what city it was, but they canceled Dave Chappelle's show that was completely sold out, completely sold out just on their, you know, this woke rhetoric, which is so stupid to me that I'm just like, you know, he's probably sitting there laughing and I'm sure you would too, but it's just like, man, like you guys can't catch a break. Yeah. It's a strange time to be a person who speaks a truth. Um, (laughs) I think that just part of the culture right now it's like everybody needs to jump on some kind of twitter timeline and everybody wants to kind of like rattle the cage to get attention on their own front but let's face it i mean we know this lauren stand-up comics and stand-up comedy you want to be able to go in and and the truth is you want when that door closes you want to hear something that you you that kind of like knocks you back right you want to hear something that that is wild and yeah. even though it might be something that is a little bit caustic and a little bit like in, in like, uh, you know, you're stepping over the line territory, that's also part of the thrill of seeing a live comedy show. And if you don't like mm-hmm. the comic or you don't like the joke, that's okay. It's easy. You just don't laugh. That's right. That's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> what if it was that easy, though, Dane? You just don't laugh and you move on. You don't make a thing of it. Like, imagine that. Yeah. Imagine. I can't even imagine, that's but yeah. no, that's, that is actually, that's a really good point. Um, so when does, when does the special come out? The new special above it all? Yeah. So if you go to danecook.com right now, mm-hmm. it's up. So okay. it's not ready to watch until the fifth. It'll go live, but you can go right now to danecook.com. I partnered up with an incredible new entrepreneurial site called moment. They mm. just did Andrew Schultz's unbelievable special that he put up. Uh, they've done cool. live concerts with uh, Halsey and Bieber, and they're a platform that allows performers to not have to be on a streamer or not have to give your content away to somebody who maybe doesn't have the same uh, value in it. Maybe they don't care as much about your fans as you do. So right. I'm going directly from DaneCook.com to the fans around the world. Oh, that's great. I love that. That's very, I love all this new, this new stuff people are doing to get, you know, their content out there because I forget who I was talking to the other day. We were looking at some stats and it's funny because, you know, everybody used to strive for TV and now digital is where it's at. Like, honestly, I mean, I, me for one, this is obviously silly and not the same thing, but I'll do like a TV hit and I'll get no new, you know, listeners, no new followers, whatever. And then I'll do something digitally and I'll blow up. It's so weird or, or a podcast and you just blow up. It's so funny how things have just, you know, evolved. Um, yeah, it, but it's great because now everything that you want to have access to that you're a fan of or you're fascinated, interested in, it's nice to know that there's outlets online or on your device that you can click and get that podcast or get that yes. comedy special directly mm-hmm. to you without having to subscribe to something that maybe you don't want to pay for an entire year of something yes. you're not going to use. This is more like a pay-per-view model. You can go in and watch my show anywhere you want. 
Yeah, no, I love that. And I, so I live in New York city. Um, I, you know, I'm very lucky. I have access to pretty much comedy shows every night and I'm a big, uh, I love seeing new comics, right? Like Matt Broussard, I love. Um, I used to like Sam Morrill. Now he's kind of, I don't know. But who who's your favorite young comic now? Or do you have one? I do. I mean, there's a lot. You know what really makes me laugh is I got the privilege of meeting um, Leah Lamar uh, oh. during the clubhouse chats uh, during the pandemic. And man, she was so funny and impressive as a person and a performer that I called her and said, I don't know if you're a fan of mine, but would you like to come out on the road and, and feature ah, for me? Amazing. Yeah. What'd she say? Oh, she said yes. And she, you know, went out there and we did a bunch of gigs together, brought her through the Vegas shows and she's tremendous. So I think if oh there's one gosh. person to watch right now, I'd say Leah Lamar. Wait. And I feel like this is so great because you changed her life. I mean, I don't, I, ha I can only assume you changed her life just by, by this, this one um, action. Well, I'd like to think that I contributed to getting her name out there, but she seems like the kind of person who, regardless if I called her or not, she just has the right stuff and mm -hmm. she's very funny. Yeah, but still, that's that's very cool that you, you know, you took this this chance on somebody brand new and um and it worked out. So so that's that's awesome. Good for you, Dane. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. You know, you're a good guy. Now, my last question, just because I, I like, I have to know, cause I'm just a millennial girl. Do you ever talk to Jessica Simpson? Please tell me that you do sometimes. I would just love that if you guys just texted and said, Hey, what's up? I'm good. How are you? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, who? who? I didn't hear Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson. Oh my God. No, I haven't talked to Jess in so, so long. I know. Really? So, yeah, people work together, and then you'd be shocked at everybody's on their own, their own path, and very rarely. But, you know, you bump into people at charity events or something from time to time, and it's like going back to a high school reunion. But, no, unfortunately, I haven't had a chance. Oh, my to gosh. If you would have said yes, my day would have been made because I was all up in you guys' shit when Employee of the Month came out and you guys were co-hosting Kids' Choice Awards together, all this stuff and all the rumors that you were dating. I was all up in that, Dane. So all I wanted from you was just to hear you be like, yeah, we say Merry Christmas. We say Happy Easter. I don't know, but you know what? Whatever. Fuck you. It's fine. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyway, um, I'm looking forward to, to watching your special. Thank you so much for joining me. You're a, you're a lovely guy. Lauren, you rock. Thanks for having <laughs> me through. Hopefully next, next time we could do it in person. Yes, I would love that. Thank you. Dane Cook, everyone. Okay, so that was Dane. Um, like I said, I really liked him, and I thought he was very adorable when answering my question about Jessica Simpson. He was a little cagey about it. You know, I don't know if I buy it, but um, I'll take it. Okay, I'll take it. Now, let's get to Marina. Um, I mentioned before I was an idiot, and I didn't press record until, like, the middle of the interview. Uh, so you just – not the middle. Sorry, I'm an idiot. Like, it's like you basically miss a minute of me awkwardly telling her I think she's pretty, so you don't really miss anything at all. But we come in with me asking about this movie, The Good House. Um, Marina is married to actor Ben McKenzie – 
I remember him. I think it was from the OC. It was so long ago. But um, they met during a movie. And yeah, the rest was history. And now they have two kids together. And I think she has um, her oldest child is from a previous relationship. But um, yeah, I am going to play you my interview with Morena right after this. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all. Not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. And here's your prescription. I know just the pharmacy to get this filled. Who are you? A pharmacy benefit manager. A middleman your insurer uses to decide which medicines you can get, what you pay, and sometimes even which pharmacy you should go to. Why can't I go to a pharmacy in my neighborhood? Because I make more money when you go to a pharmacy I own. <laughs> no one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. Tell me about the good house. Sure, yeah. Um, it's a phenomenal movie based on a book by Anne Leary um, mm-hmm. called The Good House. And it takes place in this sort of fictitious New England town called Wendover, which we end up shooting in, in Halifax, Nova Scotia. And oh. it's about, you know, family, old family secrets and, and history and uh, battles with alcoholism and deep, dark secrets that we all hold and keep. And um, Sigourney Weaver plays this incredible character, so funny. She breaks the fourth wall constantly and, like, takes the audience huh. along. Okay. Incredible ride. And she has this incredible relationship with Kevin Klein, who is the rough, you know, rough and rubble county guy who's mm-hmm. a fisherman and a construction worker and the garbage guy. And um, it's just a real down-to-earth very um, enticing story. Okay, so what is your character in this? I play Rebecca McAllister. She's just new to town. Um, Sigourney Weaver's character is a is a real estate agent who sold her her house. Okay, and she's married to a you know a guy who works at a hedge fund in the city in Boston, and she's in the suburbs with their kid and feeling lonely. Their marriage is starting to kind of crumble, and she's she Aww. paints. And she's just trying to find an outlet, and she drinks more than she should probably, which is where her and Hildy, which is Sigourney's character, uh, really kind of connect and have a lot of fun together and and process all the stuff they're going through. Um, okay. It's, it's a really beautiful, touching story. Okay. So, okay, this is, I feel like I need more of this in my life right now. Um, I'm going to make a point to go see this this weekend because... I um I need a break from Dahmer. Okay, Marina, I'm literally going insane from watching that fucking show. So yeah, I'm like this. This sounds good to me. The Good House. Okay. <laughs> Have you watched Dahmer, by the way? I I can't bring myself to just yet. Uh, I have three <laughs> no. kids, and like I have sort of like hit my. 
I'm too sensitive now. Like I can't oh, watch. I know. <laughs> I know. Marina, that, that, well, yes. I am. Wait, how old are your kids again? Uh, my son's about to turn nine, my daughter's six, and then we have a one and a half year old as well. Oh my gosh. That's wow. Your hands are incredibly yeah. full. I, I also have a six year old and, um, I'm actually, I don't know if you're experiencing this, but her teeth right now are like half out of her head and half stuck. And I'm like, I don't know how to get your teeth out. It's like, it's starting to bother me, but I'm like, is this what six is like? I don't remember. <laughs> oh, it's just so, it's so from six to like nine and 10, it's like, they're, they're like little preteens and like all these crazy yeah. things are happening and there's so many feelings and like the teeth situation, she's like teasing. She like chews her shirts up. Yes. It's so funny. That is so funny. How is the dynamic between um, your older kids and your one-year-old? Do they like, do they dote over? Is it, I'm sorry, you have a son, right? The one-year-old? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do they dote over yeah. him or? I mean, the one-year-old thinks that the nine-year-old is the greatest thing that's ever happened in the world. So he Aww. just follows him around the house asking yeah. him to look doing other things. Um, and the nine-year-old is so sweet with him. And there's like enough of an age difference where it's fun. He's like yeah. his little toy. Right, <laughs> you know? right. Yeah. You have mm-hmm. to teach him all kinds of things, like crazy things, like how to jump off the couch. Oh, yeah, that's helpful. <laughs> a little bit like, yeah, exactly. And the six-year-old is a little bit like, I used to be the baby. And now I'm the middle kid, and I don't know what to do with this. So it's a little more complicated for her. But she's coming around to him. Uh, right. Right. Okay. No, that, you know, that makes sense. I definitely, we, we talked about three and I, I have two, but I, I think that three would probably put me over the edge. Like, honestly, it's, it's funny because I, I wish I could do it. I really wish I could, because I think about Thanksgiving in 20 years, but I just, I literally can't do it. I, so I give you, I'm jealous that you have three. I love that for you. And I love that for your family in the future. Um, it just, it's a lot of fun, right? It's a lot of fun and it's just a lot, period. I mean, there's never a dull moment for sure. Yeah. I mean, do you guys, do you reside in Los Angeles normally? We're in New York. We're in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, we are also in New York. Um, We're in Manhattan. And I just find like adding a third kid to a Manhattan lifestyle. I mean, I, it already takes me like 90 minutes in the morning to do school drop-offs because they're on opposite ends of the city. I can't even imagine, like, I just feel like, and it might sound selfish, but my quality of life would really suffer if I had a third and I'm just not ready to, you know, to give that up, I guess. I'm not, you know, I'm not at that, that, that place. Totally hear that. And also the amount of giving, like the amount of emotional Yeah. giving and like being present and you know it, it wears you thin for sure oh my gosh a hundred percent and I my six-year-old is and actually actually my three-year-old too is finally seen finally noticing the phone thing and I'm having a, like a hard time because you know we are glued to our phones and I don't want to be an asshole about it like to my husband like get off your phone yeah. when they see me on it all day but I'm at a point now I don't know what to do if I should just have designated times to put my phone down I don't know if you have any advice for me on that but I'm stuck like I am glued um, to my phone. Thing, that's something that we constantly struggle with. We have rules like, you know, around dinner time, the phones are not around at all. Um, and typically when we're playing games or if, if we definitely have like, and it doesn't have to be long, 10, 15 minutes where you play a board mm-hmm. game, where you do something where you have uninterrupted time goes a really long way. And then I try to keep my phone time to, you know, in my room, in my office and my, yeah. you know, just so it's not a constant thing in their face, but it's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. 
It is. It's like how it's like, we're not, you know, we're not glued to a computer all day, but you know, for, for the, my phone is my computer. I mean, I, it's, it's yeah. crazy. Um, now I just want to get some tea from you because you have a lot of romantic scenes with a lot of different actors and I'm, I'm jealous sometimes. And sometimes I'm not jealous. I'm like, man, how does she do that? <laughs> um, yeah. But who, who has been your favorite, um, romantic partner in a movie? Or show it's or TV been, show. I've been, I mean, I've been really lucky. I have to say I've worked with incredible guys. Everybody has been incredibly respectful and mm -hmm. cool. We're all on the same page about like, let's just get through these scenes. Yes. And get <laughs> you know, nobody's yes. too, been too crazy. That's been awesome. I do have to say, I think that my favorite romantic partner is probably the one I ended up marrying, which is my husband. Oh my God. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. This is why I was like, I'm not even going to ask, but this is what's going to happen. Um, okay, fine, fine. I'll take that. I'll take that. That's very sweet. You guys are very... <laughs> You're a great couple. You're a very uh, stunning, uh, good-looking couple. And you guys seem like awesome, cool, young parents too, which I love. Um, now, how do you decide like who gets to go away for a, a film or, or a TV show? That must be really difficult. Like, you know? It is. It's very difficult. We, you know, talk about it. It's never Are your parents easy. close by that they can stay with the kids or like, because I feel like that was a lot of relying yeah. on your parents or I don't know. Yeah, I mean, my mom is older and has some health issues, so it's not the easiest, but she is in New York and in a pinch. She's definitely mm. somebody who call his parents or um, they have an apartment in the city that they come to when we need them and they're always visiting. And that's really such a blessing to have that. Oh, well, that's um, good. But that's not that much help. Like that's when you go away, do you have to bring them? Yeah. I mean, oh. it's, it's to bring them sometimes. We have an army of babysitters and people that we use and to help us, you know, we have our team, um, yeah. who we really like, couldn't function without, um, right. And it's, it's just, it's every job is like, okay, what, how do we make this work? You know, mm -hmm. and we just have to discuss it and, and figure it out. I know. I, I can imagine that that's like maybe, and I, I'm just guessing the one point of contention that would happen between a couple that, um, you know, are, are both actors or directors or whatever in the business that, you know, if you have, you have three kids that are under the age of 10, like that's, that's a lot. Yeah. And it just, it's, it's a lot on both of you. You must feel, you know, the weight of being away and then the weight of not working. It's like, you can never win. It's a vicious cycle. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, and you know, I read about you, Morena, that you went to LaGuardia and you went to Juilliard and that is also just so impressive. My six-year-old has already set her sights on LaGuardia for art. So I'm like, I, cool. I hope that, yeah, isn't that cool? I'm, I'm very excited. I hope she can, you know, make it happen when, when the time comes. But at this point, I mean, it's, it's Pretty so cool. incredible that you went to Juilliard as well. That must've been an amazing education for you. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was really hard. Um, it taught me a lot. And I think it really prepared me for, for being out in the world, you know? Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much. I can't wait to see the good house. Um, <laughs> that'll be my nice follow-up to Dahmer. I really appreciate your time. And it was so nice talking to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Okay. So that was Marina Baccarin and Dane Cook. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode um, as much as I enjoy interviewing these people and recording. 
I just love it. It just makes my week. So um, thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple or wherever you listen. I would love for you to rate me and um, leave me a comment. That would be so nice. Just make my day. As long as you're nice. Um, Anyway. (laughs) Okay, guys. Until next time. 